Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. The Jericho Network on Westwood One. blood you look to your buddies you look to your friends there's only a couple guys in the whole world that make me love pro wrestling and you're one of them you know all the bad shit you've heard about us it's all true but another thing that's true is we love professional wrestling and that's why we're here i'm not sports entertainment anymore talk to them kid this is a new beginning and it starts tonight! A new day is dawning for DX! So who you talking to? Welcome everybody to Xbox 12360. I'm your host, Sean Xbox Waltman. My chair just went down on accident. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> thanks everyone for joining us. Uh, I got a lot to talk about today. Um, so much that we don't even need a guest. Gonna, um, hey, real quick, congratulations to Chael Sonnen, our guest last week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Right? We brought him luck. Yes. Yeah. I was, man, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I was, I didn't know how that was going to go because Wanderlei's a badass. Mm-hmm. So is Chael. He showed it. Yeah. What did you think of the after fight push? Oh, that's, it was, it was textbook. Yeah. It was excellent. Yes, and and the thing about Bellator is like these guys in in that like legends division that they have, um, it doesn't matter if they win or lose because yeah. people care about them and they mm-hmm. want to see these fights between people they care about. And it doesn't matter if they just lost one six months ago or I mean it's just a different approach to to things and I, I dig it. Bellator is doing things so right across the board, and they drew this last Bellator yeah. drew more views than the UFC. On the same weekend. Wow! And and I That's like huge. you mean pay per view buys? No, they're both on TV. Mm-hmm. There are more viewers for Bellator. Yeah, Bellator was pay per view this time. Oh, sorry. Well, still they did they did they outdid the most recent wow. UFC comparable UFC. And I really hope that Bellator keeps pushing, keeps signing all the UFC free agents. Yeah, a lot of them are sure. leaving. UFC fighters are getting disgruntled, and they should be because UFC is running their business bad. Yep. And Bellator is doing everything the right way across the board for MMA. They know that the 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 you know the legend fights. Yes, they can they can make as many super fights as they want, and it doesn't matter. And people will come keep coming back. Mm-hmm. And if the fighters want to fight, they can put them in fights, and they don't have to pretend like UFC is doing. Pretend oh this legend wants to come back, they can just get a title fight. And right. the hell with all the guys that aren't making any money yeah. that have been working their asses off for years trying to climb the ranks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just a different. You know, it's a different way. It's kind of like uh, in wrestling how, you know, uh, people that try to compete with WWE, they end up just trying to emulate them. And Bellator's going a different route, and yeah. I dig it. You know, some people will criticize it for, you know, obvious reasons. Like, the, you know, for instance, I'll just take the that, uh, Kimbo fight or, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. Yeah. Um, or the passing of Kimbo, right. unfortunately. So, I mean, you know, people are going to... Um, you know, say things about that, but yeah, you know, no one sat and thought, okay, these guys are gonna 
Yeah. Right. No yeah. one is thinking, oh, we don't give a shit. We're going to put these guys in. We don't care if they're in bad health. You know, I mean, there was, there was, you know, you, you still have to pass. Physical you know, testing. Yeah, testing man. Like Shale yeah. said, clean enough. Clean. How great was that that he said that? <laughs> <laughs> Basically clean. <laughs> and he cut a great promo after yeah, the did. fight, too. Was yeah. awesome, calling out Tito and everybody else. Shell's always been the best at that. Shell's always been a fan, a, a student of pro wrestling. And he knows how to sell fights. Mm-hmm. He knows yeah. how to hype things up. Tito won that building. fight. Tito won that fight. And um, Chael is such a good shit talker uh, and such a great heel. And he just says, "Oh, I, I made him tap in, in a minute." Yeah, you know, because he did have him. He did have did have him, you know. And even Ronaldo Ronal- on the on the mic was like, "Don't ever let the truth get get right? in the way of a great story." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I can see that. I can see, even though Tito won that fight, I can see him wanting to, like. Have another fight with Chael, even though he won the first one. Oh yeah, like that's it. Just seems like I mean, the, Tito Ortiz has proved he will fight someone as often as they want him to fight. Well, the thing is, though, it's like I, I think he's serious about the, you know, the retirement and everything, and he's asked to have neck surgery. And you know, he told me after his fight with with Chael, because I like them both, and um, I know them both, and you know. Uh, Tito told me, he said, you know, people knew my neck was messed up, so I worked extra hard on it. And, you know, you, you look at Tito, he's got yeah. a big old fat ass mm-hmm. neck anyways, you know. So, um, he, I he think weighs, that's... He weighs 250 from the neck up. He does. He's such a big guy. It'll be, maybe one of the bigger guys to, to ever get down to 205. Yeah. Really. That was a, Anyways, I could go on and on about all this stuff. Uh, congratulations to Chael Sonnen. Yes. And also, congratulations to Matt Mitrione, one of my favorite heavyweights out there, um, for his decisive first-round uh, um, yeah. victory over the legendary Fedor Emelianenko. Yeah, and because of what happened in that uh, early on in that fight, we actually, um, our, our amazing MMA writer, Jared uh, Jones, today yeah. on Uproxx uh, posted uh, a complete history of double knockouts in MMA. How many are there? I mean, there haven't been that many, but... They're all worth yeah. watching. So. And, and see, and, and Chael, you know, Chael capitalized and, and, you know, he focused on all the positive things of, okay, even though Fedor lost that fight, he's still a viable, you know. It goes back to the names. Uh, yes, he's exactly. He's mm-hmm. someone fans yeah. get behind and that it, they want to see. And it wasn't like, you know, when you get two heavyweights out there like that and they're throwing bombs, you know, somebody gets hit and things end early. That doesn't mean the other guy sucks or right. is out of, you know, or is like, you know, over the hill. I mean, he's past his prime, but come on. I mean, there's still some fights left there. Oh, yeah. Well, look so, at uh, someone like Chris Levin. Like, yeah. MMA is such that everyone understands a fight can end yeah. at any time for any reason mm-hmm. because, you know, hopefully the fighters are evenly matched. But someone like Chris Levin, who was just someone who lost all his fights but took such a hellacious sure. beating, people loved him, loved yep. him to death. And, and, and you know, he, he had a good long career because of that. Now there's some repercussions to that. But yeah. he, he he became a fan favorite, and he made a good living, and he, he was... Sure, a, there was a boxer named Arturo Gotti that was, uh, you know, he, he lost a lot of fights, and uh, well, he, he's no longer with us for really terrible reasons, but... Um, Anyways, he was you know he had this famous fights with Mickey Ward and 
famous for getting the shit beat out of him and bleeding all over the place and still fighting all the way through, you know. Well, but, people, people like, I mean, it's, it, it is, it extends to all fighting sports and to all sports in general. If you lose but can lose in an exciting, right. consistently entertaining mm-hmm. way, like that's what got Dolph Ziggler over, that's what got Brian, Daniel Bryan over in WWE. I mean, yeah. Washington Generals, people go, still go see them play, right? To me, I think those guys are... <laughs> Some people. Washington <laughs> Generals. Very few. Told you the, the whole little guy. Globetrotters, <laughs> little Globetrotters reference there. But yeah, no, I... Um, th- those guys that can maintain their box office appeal after a loss are more valuable to me than somebody that's on a winning streak. Yeah. That's that's just my opinion. I think once you just respect two, two people who obviously look like they put in work before the fight, yeah. and when you're watching the fight, you, you see that they're giving their all, whether yeah. they win or lose, sounds very cliche, but you can appreciate that versus somebody who just comes in the ring and they just they obviously haven't put in that work. Well, Stefan yeah. Bonner's in the UFC Hall of Fame because he lost the most exciting fight of all time. Yeah, you know? and I got the yes. both contracts. Yep. Yeah. Even Matt Riddle has said in interviews that uh, the mentality of fighting for like fight of the night or submission of the night is a lot more because of the bonus incentive. Yeah. So instead of like going out there and just doing whatever, you're actually making it entertaining. And he's talked about when they're like, he'll be on the ground and he's fighting a guy, and the guy's like, oh, I thought we were going to stand. He's like, well, work me back to the cage then. And he works them back up to the cage, and then they strike and separate, and everyone gets on their feet and cheers. And right. Then they get the fight of the night bonus. You know, so it gives you incentive to change your mentality of not just going out there to make a quick victory and make a quick buck, but entertain the fans so that, yeah, if you lose the next five fights in a row, people aren't like, oh, I don't want to see him because he's just going to lose again. They're right. like, I want to see him because he's going to go out there and give his, his all. I'd like to see you're talking about the incentive, bo- the incentive bonuses and, you know, knockout bonus, fight of the night, this, this and that. Um, I want to see that implemented in pro wrestling. That's a huge topic right now because yeah. there's a big issue with fans tipping wrestlers at Wrestle was, Circus, and fans were up in arms like, "Oh, we already pay you. Why do you need to get tips? Why should we?" Then tip don't you? tip. Yeah. If you want to tip, tip. If you don't, don't. Yeah. That, Nobody's like that's the thing. Why do you got to make an issue out of it? I mean, it's an anonymous thing, anyways. Like, it's not like nobody. It's not like if you don't do it, anyone's gonna like no tip shame you. And it's not something where it's like people in the mm. building are, you know, as the match is happening, throwing money at, yeah. at the wrestlers. It's a Twitch feature that happens yeah, to anybody well, who streams where people can... And didn't can, it stream for free on Twitch? And it streamed for free on Twitch. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's a very silly notion, and it's just taking advantage of a uh, taking advantage of a platform feature. And, and I think Wrestle Circus is a lot smarter for doing it. I, I did see one uh, independent wrestler say that if people were really upset about the fact that people are tipping fans, that if you're a person who's upset about that, why don't you consider donating to charity instead? You know? Or something. Unless you're just one of those people that loves to find shit to bitch about. Right. <laughs> and uh, I think you just described wrestling fans. Pretty Well, not just wrestling fans, all fans oh, of yeah. everything fans. in the year 2017. Yeah, tw- Twitter, Twitter goes ham for Nobody's everything. He's ever happy. Yeah. So, and, and I don't necessarily mean the fans having to tip. Like, like even if it's just the promoter uh, raising the money to sponsors or whatever, just to have a, a pool of money to tip the guys, you know, let the people just vote on who had the best matches, and then, you know, the money comes out of that pool. 
you know it helps you know the wrestlers push and strive more to you know get a better match out of their card because so many guys especially like here in the indie scene that we see them and they work for you know little to no money at some times you know it's nice to have something that it can make you like want more kind of like if you work in a store like oh if you sell this amount you know you get this extra bonus and that could be something cool you know i think if you're working hard then why not yeah Um, i think it's validation of you can go out and say you had the match of the night, but sure. if fans are throwing money that's in the right. ring, that's proof that you had right. the match of the night. Also, I mean, like, if, if a promoter wants to be adventurous, and I know most <laughs> indie promoters don't like paying indie wrestlers, like, uh, but, you know, uh, if they want to do something adventurous and uh, admirable, come out at the end of the night and get in the ring and have, like, a little impromptu, like, UFC does press conference and announce who had performance of the night, who yeah. had fight of the night, and give them bonuses. Yeah. Yes, let's do that. But also, how I can see this. I can see this happening, though. I can see like, um, and I don't even know if I would have a problem with it, but like a promoter wanting to take a cut of the guy's tips. Oh gosh! I well, can totally see, see that greedy ass so promoter doing that. I think I don't exactly to. know where this came about again, but I first saw it at PWG when Pentagon and Phoenix wrestled and. Fans started throwing money in, and that seemed to be like a new thing. That it's not a new thing, man. I was that was no. happening in my match no. in my lucha matches in Japan almost thirty years no, ago. No, I get that, but the first time I saw it at an arena at a show I was filming was then, and it yeah. seemed to be like the craze because prior to that, no one was doing that at PWG or at any wrestling shows. Yeah, well, they so. weren't doing it in Mexico anymore either for years up until recently. Because the whole time I lived in Mexico, I never saw it once. Does that just mean wrestling is so much better now? that people It's gotten are... a lot better again, yes. And people are going back to traditions and things like that. So, yeah. What's the most you ever taken out of the tip ring I in have Mexico? no idea, man. I didn't get, we didn't get tips. It was Japan that did it. Oh, it was Japan. Yeah. Yeah, and it wasn't always tips. There would be, like, snacks. Steaks. Things like that. Bread. Like, I mean, I mean just... Ribera jackets. No, nothing like that. But, <laughs> you know, I mean, th- things that we would all split up, divvy up between us. Gift cards. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Don't blow, I mean, yes, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. So, I'll take it. Anyways, <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't uh, let everyone know we're being joined once again today by Bill Hanstock from uprocks.com hey, with Spandex. Hey, I'm a part of the family now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks again for having me back. No, thank you. And, you know, over here on the couch, we have Jimbo and Denise. Hi. Hey. <laughs> I just said them both at the same time. <laughs> I was like, who should go first? I, he was like, hey. So I was like, hey, too. And then I was just totally, like, terrible manners. Like, I, I even announced Jimbo first. It's supposed to be ladies first. It's okay. Chivalry is dead around here. Damn it. <laughs> no, that's not. We don't want to think that way, Denise. Like, no. like well, 2017. Yeah, I'm all about like keeping chivalry alive. I agree too. Yeah. Keep opening those doors, man. Yeah. I love it. Just I'm keep manners. Yeah. Just like you know, be polite. That seems like it's dead. Oh, too. you mean common sense? Yeah. yeah. Common sense is not common, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, um, news. What, yeah, we have other stuff to talk about here. Uh, Cody Rhodes won the ROH yeah. World Heavyweight Title, and I know that was a. A big really deal. big deal. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it's a big deal in general, but it's a big deal for him, especially. You know, to bet on yourself and win. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I so, 
I feel like a lot of guys that, you know, leave WWE, sometimes they want to say, like, oh, I want to create a buzz for myself. But I feel like one of the persons, Cody Rhodes, is one of those people that have really gone out there. I mean, he went everywhere, started wrestling everywhere, sometimes below the normal rate. And, you know, he's making a buzz for himself. And now that, you know, he's Ring of Honor champ and then, you know, New Japan coming here in Long Beach facing Okada, like, this is huge for him. And I honestly feel so happy for him because I think he really did deserve this because not everybody is willing to put in the work that he did. That's right. And he came from, you know, he didn't, he didn't, he wasn't brought up in the independent circuit. So like, it was something that he wanted to do. It's very important to him. And I have a lot of friends um, and that, that have criticized his decision or second guessed down his decision. And I understand it from their point of view, too, you know. Uh, um, but doing all the stuff that he's doing right now is obviously very important to him. And. I'm not. I don't like to judge other people's like choice of uh, you know paths they take on their journey, and it, obviously I, he seems to be a really happy guy these days. Mm-hmm. So, you know, okay, I, I don't disagree with other people's points of view, but I, I don't necessarily think they're right. You know, I mean, or wrong. Was their point of view like if it ain't broke, don't fix it? No, Why the point of view is that he, point of view is that it was silly for him to leave, and that he would like, and that he's. You know, some, I've even heard people who say he was a mark. And, okay, that's fine. Like, I'm a mark, too, for things, you know. Um, I've been a mark since the day I was born. <laughs> and to a certain extent, we should we should be a mark for ourselves. Like, I've said this on, on numerous occasions. If you're not a fan of yourself, why should anybody else be? Right. Yeah. So, exactly. You know, congratulations, Cody. I'm really happy for him. He busted his lip open, too, in this Did match. He? he needed to get oh. stitches. I don't even know who he won the title from. Chris Daniels. Oh, of course. Yeah. Was... Duh. <laughs> you know, so I, I was just in England, you know, this past yeah. weekend. Did I already mention that? No. no. So how did uh, flying out go? I know no incidents, but I was, I'm not going to lie, I was concerned. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I was, the whole, like, I had a lot of angst, you know, leading up to the trip. And I would have brought, I would have brought Lula with me. If but, you weren't worried about... Yeah, I was worried, like, what happens if I get pulled aside and, like, they find some reason to arrest me again? What what, what would happen to her? Have you, know? you, have you taken her on a transatlantic flight before? Never. <laughs> no. I haven't been on any since I got her. I got her two days before I got arrested on my, you know, my way out of the country. <laughs> with all that math. Yeah, with all that <laughs> meth. Meth and cash. Just falling yeah. out of your ass the whole way. You were there yeah. for two days, so how did everything go? In England. Yeah. Yeah, it was... Where was I? You were in England. <laughs> <laughs> it was fine. I just... I had to... I didn't know if I was going to be able to go or not. Really? This is the truth of it. Um, like, go in the ring? No, be uh, able to like, make the yeah, show. Oh, okay. Because, like, the other, last week I was just in court, you know, not knowing if I was going to be in jail or not. So, it was kind of up in the air, and my, my flight was bought last minute, and... Uh, um, it was a long ass flight. I went to Vancouver on the way there, and uh, once I got there, it was, you know, I mean, it was like 12, 13, 12 hour flight, and then seven hour drive from London to where my show oh, was. No. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Awful. Yeah, and then right into the ring, right from that seven hour drive. Oh my gosh. Yeah, wow. no stop at the hotel, no shower, no douche, yeah, nothing like that. Right <laughs> the, uh, yep. That's dope. Yeah. Yeah, that was the second night. 
Now, they bought their own DX jerseys, right? They had them, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> and I had nothing but my old ratty-ass uh, tights. I need new tights. There's another picture for those of you uh, that nice. are listening. There's That's a big picture cool. of my back. <laughs> but it shows the crowd. There's a nice couple thousand people there. It was a nice so you did match. two shows for the same company out there? Yeah, and it was in the same town, and one was in their normal uh, venue, which is like, you know, only holds 700, several, several hundred people, but um, it's like a nightclub uh, atmosphere. And then this, the show the next day was in this big arena. It was, it was nice. Both tag matches? First night I tagged with Moose. Oh, yeah? Yes. Uh, we were victorious. Nice. We won. Oh, yeah. yeah. We won. Excuse me, I burped. <laughs> How, how's the crowd different, though, from, like, the American crowd? You know, um, they're getting to, you know what? These days, the American crowd is, is really picking up a lot of uh, um, the, you, the British crowd uh, mannerisms. Yeah, yeah, things like that. So, uh, I don't know. It's, things are, things are getting a, a Closer. Yeah, and... Uh, I do, I, I do notice that, um, and from some of the people I've talked to, the business has softened a little bit over there because of the overexposure, all the you know, WWE stuff. So I mean, they have felt some negative effects. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, but and at the same time, also, they've had about a four-year, five-year run in, in England with some pretty hot business, and I, you know, shit don't last forever. You know, a big hot, a hot run doesn't last forever. So, I, business is going to have to go down eventually. Yeah, and if this is the downswing, it's only going to go back up. Sure. You know. Yeah. So good for them. That's awesome. So I got my bell rung a little bit. I wasn't going to mention it, but I did. Um, yeah, it's it's. You know, when I used to get, you know, get hit in the head before, I was always already pilled up or something. So you know, it was hard to tell what it was like. You know, the difference between just being effed up on pills and. Things like that, and you know, having your bell rung, but but you knew right away. Yeah, oh yeah, laying on the ground, like you know, having the deja vu and all that. Anybody that's been knocked out knows what I'm talking about. Um, so I was hoping that wasn't. It, but as soon as you, as soon as it happens, it's like there's no, like there's no mistake in it. Yeah. We can try to tell ourselves otherwise, but anyway, um, enough about that. I made it back okay. Yeah. I'm here. We're I'm not in jail. Yeah. yeah. Hooray. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure baby Lou's happy about that. Hey, you made it back oh. in time to uh, hit up Raw, too. That's right. Yeah, we uh, made it to Raw, and uh, it was good to see everybody. <laughs> 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 and then, you know, you have the, uh, the catering, the you know, where, where catering is. That's like the big place where right, everybody right. comes through, you know, like every celebrity that's visiting <laughs> comes through. And, can you give us any scoops besides jo- uh, Josh Duhamel? Oh, yeah, Josh Duhamel and Nick Schwartz. And I was sitting with those guys talking with them for a little bit. Who else stopped by? Um, Seth Green, probably. And I didn't see uh, Seth Green. I, I think the crowd seemed a little bit, like, as far as celebrity-wise, it was a little bit smaller than usual. Um, From what I see, saw, like, on the outside. I didn't get the privy of going on. <laughs> <laughs> Mario <laughs> Lopez was there. Ah, oh, Mario. Yeah. Freddie Prince there? <laughs> Freddie Prince stopped by. No, hi. no, I don't know if I've ever seen, I, I've, I've, I've actually ever seen him at a wrestling huh. show. Okay. Funny enough, even when he worked there, I don't know if I ever saw. Him. <laughs> so it was an interesting day uh, at Raw. 
Yeah. Yeah. A lot so, of balls hanging around. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and when those guys came in, um, we're talking about LeVar Ball. Yeah. And his... And his I was Big baller brand. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I wasn't really familiar. I mean, I kind of knew what the, you know, like, people were talking about these guys, but I... I I didn't really know that much. I didn't know what they looked like or anything like that. But um, His run-up to the stage, was, uh, the run-up to um, the, the ring. ring was absolutely hilarious. The, the father, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Because the son was, was like, hilarious. yeah. He was the only one that really seemed like he wanted to be there. The yeah. other two, the they, sons, they, were, they did not, they yeah. wish they were anywhere else. Yeah. Trust me, they did not want to be there. Because I don't know if you saw it on, on TV, um, but it's like the... Uh, LeVar ran, but then his son's like, yeah, my dad's a dork, and I'm just going to, you know, get on the ring like a normal fo- no, normal person. Well, like, imagine if your dad was, like, in the ring getting his shirt, taking his shirt off. I already, I know the feeling. My dad dresses up in African attire all the time. It's very... It's like, but uh, he's not on USA Network doing that. No, but he's on TV in Toronto. Hi, oh. Hi. Wonder what was going through his mind while he's just, like, circling around the ring and doing all this. He's enjoying it. He's he loves TV. Yeah, Lavar Lavar just wants if anyone's looking at him, he's happy. Yeah. Yeah, and and man, they should have known that this thing was going to go haywire. They should have known. Um, you know, this guy couldn't. I I just he, he wasn't sticking with the, uh, the script. This the quote unquote script, which is this is why I don't like scripts. Right. This exact thing right here because he stepped all over everyone else's stuff. And that's going to, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I thought well, there was so much about this thing that was so entertaining to me, man. I'm not going to lie. But I, I get why they were hot. It was yeah. entertaining in like a train wreck way, though, yeah. right? Yeah. It was like, what's going to happen Yeah, next? but that, that kind of stuff happens sometimes. And and Vince, and it was funny because um, when, the, when the segment was over, well, when, when they got those guys out of the ring and they had that match, mm-hmm. Vince had them, he said, don't stop shooting. Follow him all the way back into gorilla position and everything. Like he wanted all of it. He didn't want to miss anything. And they put out exclusives on the YouTube yeah, um, channel as well, of like them talking about how their experience went and being backstage yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Well, he's, they're hot. He just uh, just signed a Lakers, so I mean, it's a big thing. Yeah. Whenever there's like a celebrity guest or someone that they have, you know, on the show, and you know, like something like this happens where it doesn't go as planned. From there, how does that affect the relationship, like with like Vince McMahon and everybody that's making? What do you decisions? mean, everyone? Uh, so, like, you know, obviously they said some things that you know Vince didn't like, or you know they didn't like. So, how does that affect the relationship between them two now? And you know, Levar Ball and Vince McMahon. Yeah, there is no relationship. <laughs> there was none before that. Mm-hmm. There's not going to be one. Uh, in the future, <laughs> I hundred well, percent guarantee it. You're talking about how like everything went haywire, and you know it was you know they should have known it's kind of to be sure. expected. Yeah. But I think WWE, from, from what what I would assume is WWE doesn't really care all that much. It was the because it's so rare that WWE gets a chance to put people on TV that everyone in the world's talking about that week. Like that never happens. Mm-hmm. Like the, usually the best they can do is like. Guest host from oh some some of the characters from like Hot Tub Time Machine two stopped by. Yeah. You know, like, hey, do you guys think they're making too big a deal out of this? You know what the son said, the N bomb and all that. Oh yeah, I do. I kind of do, man. I'm not gonna lie because we have to look at. I mean, keep in context. I mean, think about the situation and, um, you know, like that. 
Those, son, those kids, they're out of their element. Yeah. You and know? then his son is um, about to, I think he has one more year of high school left or something yeah. like that. I mean, that's what they say, unfortunately. Yeah. That's, yeah. Their, that's their, their, their lingo. So sure. it was a frame of speech. And my, my rule of thumb is if black Twitter doesn't go off on a tangent, then <laughs> yeah. everybody, everybody is okay. So I, and we didn't even hear it. When we were, I didn't either. yeah, I didn't hear it at all. So I would have loved to know what the what the format or what would have transpired prior to that. Like, what was what did they what did they want to happen? Because I thought Lavar was going to fight or at least attempt to, or you know, <laughs> I body didn't know. Or I something. thought there was going to be some physicality yeah. there. I was hoping he took off his yeah. shirt. Yeah, you well, don't look that bad. No, he didn't. <laughs> uh, I, I was funny. I was, I was overhearing a phone conversation uh, yesterday about someone talking about the segment, and he's like, "I couldn't tell about his body. Sometimes it looks fine. If it was when he was running around, I thought mm, maybe just Look, like my uncle looked okay yeah. from the front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's that like, side shot. Yeah. But, uh, TK and I were talking about this before uh, we got in the studio about how people, largely, people were upset about it. But just the nature of how you have to conduct business these days, it's on a national cable That's channel, right. mm-hmm. and it's a publicly traded company, so you have to put out a press release saying that you apologize. That's right. That's just how it, how it is. And that was it. And that's that. And it's going to blow over. It's fine. Right. Yeah. But it, still, did a, it did a million page views for yeah, us. <laughs> it still did. Like, I mean, there was, like, so many elements. So the fact that you had them there, that was one thing that popped off. The fact that he took his shirt off is another thing. And then the son said the N-word, which is, you know... But that carried over. Like, we're still... There's still... There was a story about it today, so I mean, it, it kind you of. You know, no son. I, I don't know, like how much of that went veered off course as far as the things that Miz said or whatever, or how much the son even knew was going to be said. So if you're surprised by, if you all of a sudden hear this guy, you know, talking shit about you, about your dad, about what you yeah. have going on. Yeah. I mean, I can totally understand this kind of a reaction. Yeah. And I think he also probably just assumed his mic would be off. Yeah, I don't think he knew his mic was... I don't think he thought his mic was off. And I don't think... I thought he. I think he thought his mic was off or nobody would be able to pick it up. He didn't say it loud enough that he thought it would pick up. And then I, don't, I think he wasn't... It was just more of a, a joke. That, that's in... If you listen to like a lot of rap songs and stuff like that, that was how he said it, how it looked like he said it, how I read that he said it. It's more of he was just saying like, okay, dad, you need to. You need to beat this guy's yeah, ass. Essentially. That's basically yeah. what he said. Yeah. So. And, and, yeah, and, it, meant no, it meant no more than that. Yeah. But. And you know that WWE isn't too upset about it because they had Big E goof on it the next night. Oh, yeah. Right. So. Yeah. Look, listen, the things that I read, like, oh, my God, they were all up in arms and everybody was going. No, it, no they weren't. No. Trust me, no, they weren't. I mean, yeah, they were not happy about it. Some people less happy than others. Yeah. But you if you know. have Jesse Jackson next day, then that's the problem. But Jesse Jackson didn't say anything. I don't no. think he even knew what happened. So we're good. Yeah, we're fine. I think that you know, no big deal. Not- what about the crowd reaction? There were you know lots of boos as well, which you don't really see that towards like anybody from the Lakers. Oh, people in LA. hate him. Yeah, the and, and he and the, just the, the things that he said, the verbiage, like the things that he said, turn him heel anyways. You know, because yeah. people kind of like the Miz. You know, I mean, I know he's a heel, but they, he's one of those type of heels. Wait, are you talking about them booing Lavar? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I think Lavar just came on as a heel anyway. Like, giving up, he's been in the news for what last three four maybe even six months he has the shoes he had the audacity to say that his his son is going to lakers nobody else which is not that's where he wants his son to go and that's where his son wants which is legit but people didn't like that is it true that he cost his son millions of dollars by doing that no no i mean a nike contract but he has his own 
brand. And if this son does does well in the next with the next next year and the next couple of years, yeah. that brand's gonna be yeah. Just, that brand's gonna I, be great. I think like the one misstep that he made in this whole thing was going to every one of the sneaker companies and being like a billion dollars. Because he mean, did that. He had meetings <laughs> with every one of the sneaker companies. He's like. You want my son? It's going to be a billion dollars. And then they all said, "Did he nah. put his pinky up to his mouth yeah. like this when he said it?" And then they all said, "No." Nah. And he's like, "I'll make my own shoes." And yeah. he's out in the garage just cobbling <laughs> shoes together. Five hundred dollars, like Bowerman from yeah. Nike back in the day. Imagine how far everyone would get if they were kind of like Lavar in that way, where they were like super hype, typing someone up, and then you know getting all these things, even though you're asking for like these crazy demands. Just so much confidence there. Right. Well, confidence, and also it's uh, his his whole reason behind it's the whole legacy. He said it like, you know, Serena Williams would have done that or any major athlete versus just signing to a, a shoe a shoe label and creating their own. Now you're creating a legacy within the communities, which is why yeah. he was trying to do that. So I, I could definitely respect it, but I can also see why people dislike yeah. him. Yeah, you, you know. can see where it's admirable yeah. and you can also see where it's like, maybe just... Yeah. My thing is... You really need to charge 500 for a shoe, man? Well, I mean, there's Yeezys. Yeah, but that's easy. Yeah, it's Jesus. And so what, what do you guys think was, like, the, the major highlights of, of Raw? Because, you know, I'm running around backstage stirring the shit, like, <laughs> talking to different people, you know. Trying to instigate fights. Well. Yeah, just your normal not stuff. Not so much, but, <laughs> you know, just seeing old friends and, you know, talking about how much better we were back then than they are now and <laughs> all that. You know. These kids today. <laughs> You, uh, and uh, sitting out, I sat in that gorilla position, and you know, um, towards the end there, it was right before the the ladies' gauntlet match, and then and, and Jr. walked in, and you know, because he's in town for uh, for the New Japan thing, and it's kind of weird, weird seeing like you know, new, and Jr. was even talking about it. He was uh, talking about how you know when Vince called him to come back to work after his wife uh, was killed. Um, and, uh, you know, he'd already, you know, he had this commitment with New Japan. And Vince has always been so good about that. Even when I came to work for him and I had a New Japan commitment, uh, he's like, no, go fulfill your commitment. And Vince is, um, and so, you know, JR still has New Japan commitments up till the end of the year. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's the show coming up this weekend, uh, that we're, lo- we're all looking forward to, I think. Yeah. Um, uh, or whatever, Vince's mentality is like, if you don't fulfill your commitments for them, what am I going to think you're going to do for, you know, how, you know what I'm getting at. You're going to treat me the same way when you leave me. So I I, I just, it's never hurt his business by by being that way. And it just, it sets a really good example. I know JR said he wants to call Brock Lesnar Joe. Is that going to affect him doing that because he's under contract with New Jersey? No. Because no. Vince doesn't have a problem with it. He's calling the May Young Classic. Awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, it was good to see, always good to see Jim. So with someone contracted like him that's allowed to go between companies, does that mean we could see like a Kenny Omega or an O'Connor? No. No. <laughs> no. Like, like, like That's a stretch, Jimbo. Come on. Mor- I'm saying. Mauro Ronaldo's doing Bellator and doing Floyd and, and Connor, but he's also now back doing NXT. So, announcers, it's not as big a deal. If you have a wrestler, you want that wrestler to be your wrestler. That's right. Yep, you don't want brand confusion. It's, it's There's enough brand confusion there with the announcers going back and forth. Okay. Uh, not with, like, okay, Mara going and doing Bellator or the McGregor-Mayweather fight. Right. Does that mean that's outside of wrestling? 
but like when you're working for two ma- two major wrestling companies, the two biggest on on the face of the earth, at the same time, that's a little different. Sure. So, anyways, what else is going on? Uh, from Raw, I, I thought I, I'm loving the entourage. I'm glad that Bo and uh, Curtis are getting a chance to be back on TV regularly. Yeah. Um, I loved the women's gauntlet, and I love everything that Titus is doing right now. Oh, Titus, uh, Enzo and Cash. Enzo and Cass. Uh, uh, yeah, that was pretty good. It was yeah, good. Yeah. It, was, it was so fun because I brought a friend who like never saw like wrestling before, had yeah. no idea what was going on, and then Anissa was beside, Anissa was beside me, then me, <laughs> and then my friend had no clue. It was just, it was amazing, and every like we were all standing up. We were, it was, it was, it was That's such great. a great event. So that was another thing where it kind of felt like a do over, like the women's uh, Money in the Bank, because we were talking yeah. last time about how like, oh man, imagine if he had turned on them during their. There, you know, you can't teach that spiel. That's right. Uh, so, so this is another one where it felt kind of like a do-over, where like they made up. It's like, oh, they're putting them back together. Yeah, I was really pissed about that. And then yeah. you got the instant gratification of, and man, how good did that gorilla press down the ramp look? Oh, with the with the when he just oh, press slammed the. Mm-hmm. Oh, that. Yeah. Oh, I thought we were talking You're about, talking about the, Reigns uh, getting tossed in the ambulance. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, there was a lot of good. I thought there were several good things on, on sure, the show. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I was standing on the side of the stage, so I couldn't see where where Strowman threw Reigns when he when he caught him in the yeah. in the choke slam. Yeah. Where did he throw him? Up against the side of the ambulance. The side of the ambulance. Yeah. Did he take a hell of a bump? He yeah. bounced off and then hit the rail. Yeah, nice. yeah it was, that was bad. disgusting looking. Nice. That's a good one. I also love Samoa Joe attacking Brock Lesnar yeah. from behind, get him in the Coquita Clutch, and Brock Lesnar sold that so well. Yeah. His face was. so 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 pink. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. leave it up to Brock to just like make it so pink. But that was awesome again because I'm so excited for this feud that this was a good way to do it, like in a non, you know, non-sanctioned kind of in way. In the way they do it, and the way Brock has his matches, and the way Joe will have his match with Brock, they're not just doing conventional wrestling spots. Shoot you, and I'll reverse you. Like I'm so sick of seeing that shit. Yeah. Like. Um, yeah, I, I don't think we're going to see a tackle drop down. No, man. <laughs> no, you're not. And I'm so happy about that. And I wish we would see less of it. We can do things. We can have great matches without all that shit. When they so when good. they went back into the uh, the screen there, yeah. for a second, I was like, oh, man, they're going to Kurt Angle, Shane McMahon this thing, and he's going to go straight through that uh, video board. I thought something like that was going to happen, yeah. too. So we were, we, we were all standing by at Uproxx like, we're gonna, are we going to have to write about this one? Like, yeah. <laughs> It was good, yeah. Raw was amazing. And people, uh, okay, it doesn't matter that people are pretty much 100% sure who's going to win the match. Sure. It doesn't matter, doesn't matter. man. The build-up is great. Because of the last several matches, the last non-Goldberg matches that Brock has had that have left people so disappointed, like, expectations were through the roof for that Dean Ambrose WrestleMania match. And no fan was happy about how that matched. They weren't through the roof for me. I kind of knew that's how it was going to happen. Well, we, I think we were all sort of... Because the the weeks building up to that match where, like, you had uh, Terry Funk give it, giving him his chainsaw and, like, you know, all these really cool vignettes with Dean where you're like, something crazy is going to happen in this match. Like, that's the expectation they had built up. Like, this may not be... Brock may not be given, like, a huge effort in this match, but maybe something crazy will happen. And yeah. then it was just... A suplex onto some chairs, you know, and so so people were so bummed out about that, and they're bummed out about like basically like because from the time Lesnar destroyed Cena at SummerSlam and had that year of just like every time Brock Lesnar's around something exciting happens, every time Brock Lesnar's in a match, it's a match of the year candidate, and then all of a sudden it was just 
well, Brock Lesnar's kind of a letdown now. So I think now people are, this is a legitimate dream match that people want to see, and I hope that they both just give us a good show. And I think they will. Yeah, they will. Oh, yeah. And, like, I think Brock is the just clear baby face here. You know, I mean, I, there's no, sure. like, okay, Brock turned baby face. Like, and I'm not a fan of that, okay, we have to have an official turn. Some people are so caught up in that, man, whether it's Roman or whatever. It's And that's fine if that's how, the, I, I just don't think it's that important. Yeah. Um, that's just me. Um, and Brock's a de facto baby face. Come sure. on, man. Yeah. And so is Paul. You, I mean, when you've been around that long and, and you're that established and you're that dominant, come on, how do you boo somebody like that? It was like we were saying about the MMA fighters. They have that that uh, caliber that everyone wants to see them and pays to see them. And it doesn't matter what matches they're in. They're just cheered constantly. Yeah. Brock and Paul get that. That's right. For sure. Yep. I just don't see it. Like I'm still up in the air of who's going to win. You were saying it's so decisive to see who's going to win. I don't. I, I'm still up in the air. Of like, and yeah, oh, don't be either one. And you know, I'm just saying everyone thinks that. Not saying that it's necessarily so because Vince makes the decisions, and if he gets a wild hair up his ass, things change on Saturday night. Yeah, the finish has changed on Sunday. After, you know. Uh, it, it looks day. like Raw is starting to get that anything can happen men- mentality that SmackDown has had for a, quite some time. Because everybody going into the number one contendership match in Extreme Rules was like, "Man, I would love to see Joe win." He's not though, mm-hmm. and and they proved us wrong. So yeah. I, I, I at this point I can legitimately think that anything can happen at Great Balls of Fire. Yeah, I think the ref gets knocked out and it ends weird, and we don't get a decisive winner. Hmm. And then it leads. Or to maybe the Joe, Joe gets like a visual pinfall or something, and then something to lead to more matches and building up to a cage. I think that's the big payoff: is the two of them locked in a cage to just. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know if I. I don't think they have long-term plans for this feud, but it might. Like you know, things can change. Sure. You know, if that match gets over big. Um, they, they'll get another one out of it. I mean, look what they're doing with Orton and Gender. They're getting yeah. another one out of that. <laughs> have you ever been in a situation where you're, uh, maybe not on pay-per-view or anything, but have you ever been in a situation where you were in a match and then the ref tells you the finish is different? In the middle of the match? Yeah. Not right? Only one time. Oh, yeah? yeah? it wasn't a pay-per-view. Okay. I was in England. I was, no, where were we? I think France. It was like one of the few. It was the only time I ever been to France, and it was this company called AWR American Rampage, American Wrestling Rampage. It was an Irish company that was in France, touring all of Europe. Okay, and uh, did well because they were concert, rock and roll concert promoters. Oh, cool. So I mean, we had bosses. It was great, but I'm wrestling Sid Vicious, <laughs> and I get to the ring and. Um, the ref comes up to me and he says, Sid said just kicking the gut, powerbomb, finish. <laughs> and I'm like, I looked at Sid and I'm like, huh? And he's going, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, whatever. I mean, like, it's going to, you know, it's yeah, going to be a short night. Way, right? And I did it and I, I just laid there and I didn't move, man, forever. Like, I, he beat me one, two, three and, and everybody's like looking like, what the... You know what the f and the promoters like pissed and I'm like hey I'm, what what are you supposed to do yeah. you, you, you know you go against that it's just going to turn into a big 
you know, sure, cluster f. So it's just a turn, deciding which headache you want to go through, right? I it was, it was just really crazy. It was a really weird situation, mm-hmm. and I'm not a hundred percent sure what the deal was, but you know, um, nobody got hurt. <laughs> so that answers that question. Yes, <laughs> it has happened before. That's crazy. Way to be professional and just yeah. be like, all right. That's what we're gonna do. Well, what's the other option? <laughs> yeah, you get in the, you start it throwing just potatoes turn, or what? No, but <laughs> it just turns potatoes. into a big mess, and it's and it's, it doesn't do anyone any good. Was it a squash? Like literally, ring the bell, kick you in the gut, yeah. power bomb done. The old yeah. ba- backland diesel. Yeah. Yeah. I just I think it, Sid hadn't been in the ring in a while, and I think it was. Hey, look, I've been there. I still get like that sometimes. Where I'm like, get me out of here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> bell's gonna ring. I'm gonna kick you in the face, hit you with the Bronco yeah. Buster. X Factor, we're done. Yeah, yeah. So, so with the women's gauntlet match, I was sitting up at a um, uh, gorilla position talking to Paul and Steph. I, and Matt and I wish Emma had gotten more in, but uh, I liked it a lot. I thought it did. I thought it did what it was supposed to do. Uh, made Nia look like a monster kept Nia away from Alexa for a little bit longer and show that Sasha just won by the skin of her teeth. Yes, and uh, as far as like, uh, you know, the the stock value of each... Each of the ladies like Nia's is through the roof right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. You, you, that was this was a match where you got to see in real time what everyone's stock value was. Yeah, <laughs> yep, that's right. And uh, and those two, Nia and Sasha, just had great chemistry. Oh, there yeah. was things that weren't pretty, like you know, not everything was smooth, which is fine with me. Uh, but like the drama and and all of that, and the the David and Goliath uh, matchup. That's it. Just doesn't get much better. Like, like at the end, right here, right. Like this got kind of bumbled up a little bit, where where she was, you know, trying to be trying to get up on her shoulders, and it wasn't happening. But yeah. you know, it didn't really affect anything. The people were were still with it. Yeah, oh, yeah. And she did a uh, when uh, Sasha did the meteora off the apron. Yeah, she didn't land. She didn't land straight, and it was a totally safe bump. But it just looked like she murdered. What meteora? Yeah, the the running knees. Oh, the, yeah. the carpet muncher? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Modified carpet muncher? <laughs> wow. <Okay>. What? <laughs> I like that as a better name. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, we got a really good response to uh, your comments on your uh, modified Bronco Buster last oh, yeah. week on, on uh, Benoit. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> well, the crowd loved this though by the yeah. way everybody was super excited to see Sasha win and I'm so happy for Sasha because I want to see her you know back up there in the women's ranks and stuff so this was really good to see and you know I think everyone loves Sasha yeah and she got a big standing O from everyone in the mm-hmm. back in, in the uh, awesome. yeah in the gorilla position and this, well deserved this is another thing where it's like <clears throat> it's clear that they're retraining the fans still because even me when it went on at like uh, 7.30 or whatever, I was like, oh, I wonder what the main event's going to be. And I didn't expect it to go like 45 minutes, and I'm really happy it did. Yeah. So. I'm not sure. I was 45 minutes. Well, I mean, like, entrances and everything. It started like 7.38, and then yeah, went to like 8 no or something. It was so, so. good. Do we know, what, do, do we know how, uh, how the, it performed ratings-wise? Yes. And? We do. Uh, ratings slightly down from last week. Yeah. Um, the... It was the first hour that dragged everything down. 
the second hour uh, with the balls on it um, almost uh, matched last week's uh, average. Yeah. And then people pretty much stuck around for the third hour, but it was a very low first hour. Gotcha. How did, did is there a comparison between Raw and SmackDown? Because I felt like SmackDown didn't do SmackDown numbers. Well I don't think are out just yet. The overnights. But they've been pretty comparable lately. Yeah. They've been pretty close to each other. Was SmackDown a good show this this I, week I, overall? I, yeah. yeah, I liked yeah. it a lot too. And the the I'm so happy Breezango's still getting vignettes because they're. Oh just my god, it was so good this week. week. Yeah. <laughs> do you like the back? I like the ones, the pre-taped ones, better than the ones they tried to do in the ring. Oh yeah, this oh, yeah. is a backstage one. They, they were uh, interrogating the Ascension. Because <laughs> oh yeah, but I mean, because you know when they're in the ring and a lot of the a lot um, a lot of the good clever lines that they have get kind of lost in the you know with everything going on I, my but, favorite thing from this week was a visual <laughs> gag where they bribed him with two t- two tickets for any money no, two, <laughs> two tickets, tickets to paradise, paradise. yeah <laughs> so no, good sh- nice i heard Eddie money was a cop at one time what? i'm not sure if that's true or not oh yeah i think that's what helps them being backstage vignettes instead of in the ring is because like mark said the visuals and yeah. the funny little pictures they have in the background like Sami Zayn, yeah. and it says too generic needs a mask, you know, right. little things like that. Blue steel, and, and it's being, a picture of the old blue steel cage, you know. And like also being able to like do that. like the 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 joke about how they can hear each other's thoughts and stuff. Oh yeah, you can't do that there. Yeah, it's great. I people so. love those little details. I feel like in anything that you watch in TV, where it's a TV show or a movie, when you catch those little details, you're like, yes, I know. The what little that Easter means. eggs. Yeah, it's yeah. nice, and I think that's the cool part that you mentioned that they have that, and people love that. Sure. You know what sucks going back to the ratings thing is all this LeVar Ball stuff is really still picking up, mm-hmm. but that doesn't factor into WWE's ratings for Monday. But uh, uh, there, you still like when you get press like that. Yeah. Trust me, it, it you know it it, it it moves the needle. So okay. it the, does. the the Samoa Samoa mm-hmm. Joe they, we had the Samoa Joe Brock Lesnar pull apart brawl that opened Raw when they were going up against Game Five of the NBA mm-hmm. Finals. That show did the worst ratings like in history for uh, Raw because it went up against Game 5 of the NBA Finals and it was the last game of the Finals mm-hmm. and but that opening segment that they put it on YouTube got like 5 million views see yeah, yeah. it's not just ratings anymore thank yeah. you and people don't understand that and I think WWE does they finally. do man and, yeah. a, and a lot of other uh, people in the entertainment industry get that too yeah. and there's still but there's a ton of people that just aren't aren't buying it. They're just going, nope, these numbers suck, and so wrestling's, you know, right. doing terrible, and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> those numbers cover um, um, taking into account DVR numbers as well? <clears throat> uh, they, no, those are the overnights. Okay. The DVR numbers Because they get the DVR as the Hulu. The, the DVR numbers add a few hundred thousand, but again, like, that sort of thing is, it's not like it used to be. Mm-hmm. Television has become so balkanized and yeah. so niche, and and people are watching so like and this is like the like I respect Dave Meltzer, but he just fundamentally doesn't get like he puts a lot of stock in and ratings. the number right yeah and, 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 I, he, I, and he, every week he tries to argue like people say ratings aren't the only story anymore, but that's not true. That's what television execs look like. That's why their their negotiating power is bad. Yeah, but tell tell the, the television execs are holding on to it. Right. Like an old ancient yeah. dinosaur that needs to be, you know, put, put out, out the, the pasture. Old, old yeller. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
think he's right in that point as in if these people care about it and these are the people making decisions and that's why we should matter but of course when it comes down to ratings it's there's so much that affects every little thing whether it's the NBA finals or whatever you know whatever's going on at this time you still can't discount the stuff that's going on YouTube the social media yeah. footprint all of that stuff like still you know contributes to a show's success so yeah. so yeah I see to both points definitely yeah yeah. 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 Everybody agrees. <laughs> I just had a brain fart. Well, speaking of that, as far as like ratings and Hulu, Netflix, Glow. Have you heard that? Hey, that's a Wow, similar. that was nice and smooth. That's what she's the best in the biz. Yeah. One day. I watched, I, I watched pretty much every episode, I think. I watched yeah. the first three. Some were more memorable than others, and I think that just depended on where my mind was at the time that, that episode came on. So. I, I love the show so much. It was I, really I, good. We, we were lucky enough to go to the premiere. Yeah, the red carpet. Yeah. On the pink carpet. How was it? Pink carpet. It was, it was awesome. Where was it? Good. It was awesome. A sunset. Arcalite. Um, Hollywood, yeah. Yeah. The hot. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was uh, very movie. hot. No shade at all. Oh, yeah. Second time in a year I've was to there? put on sunscreen for red carpet. Uh, uh, everybody. Everybody. All uh, the, Mark Marone there? Yeah, Mark Marone. I talked to him. There's an uh, interview up at Uprox with him. From yeah. The Brooke Hogan. Brooke Hogan was there. Interview up at Uprox at the uh, red carpet. Mama um, Stallone? No? No. no. Johnny Mundo. Uh, Johnny Mundo was there. Tyler I read there. for the same part that he played in the... Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Salty the Sack? Yeah. And really, neither one of us... Um, Resembled the part like when you when you yeah. read the sides or whatever like it's supposed to be a big dumb guy right yeah a big yeah. like drill sergeant type guy and like yeah when I read that and I I'm like I was so hot at my agent that sent me on that on that you know yeah I was like God damn it I'm you know like my time is very valuable here like I don't <laughs> mind going and doing this but not yeah, for a I part don't fit that the part. Right. Da- yeah come on so if you so if this supposed to be a big dumb drill sergeant and you want a wrestler that can act. Who, who who do you cast in that role? I don't know if I cast a wrestler. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't, mean, I, Cena. They could afford him. Because <laughs> here's the thing: like, even the the yeah. lines, a lot of the lines just weren't how we would say it. Right. 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 So, but there there are so many wrestlers in the show that just killed it. Yeah. Brodus Clay was amazing. Oh, Carlito was there, amazing. Yeah. It, it took Dude. me a second to realize that that was Carlito. I did yeah. not reckon, I did not realize it was Carlito until I, I read either. it. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I didn't either. I can't wait to get there. But, uh, but how big is the other guy if Brodus if he was that much bigger than it, Brodus? It's funny because he was he was at the premiere and he was walking out after the screening. He was wearing like this big white tux. Oh my god, he's massive. He walked out and I heard all the ushers being like, That's gotta be right. Which wrestler is that? Who is he? What wrestler? I was like, he's not a wrestler. Winston James Francis. He's massive. He missed the red carpet, but he or the pink carpet, he came so after big, yeah. and he had us take his picture mm-hmm. and I'm just like Huge guy, wow. massive, yeah. Well, nice I guy casted though. Otto Schwanz from uh, <laughs> Otto Schwanz, yeah. from Omega. Do you remember that guy? No, but he was in Omega, like back in the day. Omega, he he would have been a perfect role. Like as soon as you said it, the way you said it, <laughs> yeah. he popped in my head. I was like, oh, this guy would have been perfect as that role. But who we have to really single out though is Kia Stevens, the amazing. Kong. She was great. Oh my god, she was amazing. She's outstanding. Our first episode of the After Buzz Glow After Show aired on Sunday, and she was one of our guests. And just wonderful, very talented. Um, go check that out if you haven't, because she tells a lot of stories about growing up a huge fan of Glow, wanting to be a Glow girl all her life, and now she is one. And Didn't bother you that the they were the the characters in the show weren't like they they were just composites. I thought that was fine. I thought it's better that way. I do too. Yeah, because now they can tell whatever story they want. Yeah. That's right. 
And then you don't have someone going, that's not accurate. Yeah. This isn't, I, you know. And we talked about this on the after show too. And, and I think that that's fine because I feel like they paid incredible loving tribute to the concept of glow and to what went yep. into making glow mm-hmm. without having to tell a biopic about it. Yeah. And the people that I've seen get upset about it, compared to how upset wrestling fans normally get about stuff, it's been nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a testament to how good this show is. I don't think a lot of wrestling fans know what the, the details of how things really went That's down for too. that show yeah. and, and everything back then. See, there's some things about the series that stuck out to me not a lot, but some of the soundtrack wasn't from that era. Like it was a, like a little bit before <laughs> or a little after. But that's just me, right? You know, right. You honing there, in on it, some. Yeah, you're, there, yes. you're like, wait a minute, this doesn't. Because they never gave a specific era. No, they never they, gave they a did specific it until year. Back to the Future. Until uh, they yeah, when was that? When did I just saw Back to the Future like two so years ago? Yeah. I wonder close. how. I wonder how like how accurate that part is. <laughs> if that's true, that's crazy, yeah. man. He's wanting to, you know, wanting to make that movie. Yeah, yeah. And somebody else made it. <laughs> yeah. I did like it because um, it was a good combination for people who are not wrestling fans. Yeah. They could still watch it. It was a really great storyline. It was well written. It was excellent. So, yeah, it was, I mean, it was It was a really good, I, I binge watched that one. I mean, there was a lot of, you know, and it is a comedy, but there's a lot of comedies out there that I don't laugh at, you yeah. guys. And uh, Mark, this one, Mark I Mark Maron's hilarious. Yeah. So it's outstanding. And this is the first, like, even including The Wrestler, I feel like, I, I feel like this is the first piece of media that's been made that's a prestige, quality piece of media that cares about wrestling fans as people and what they think of it yeah. and also cares about making a good show with characters mm. that are full, real people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You know what I dug about uh, about the series is how they uh, how they approached the uh, the use of the racial stereotypes and just the, the ethnic stereotypes and all yeah. that like because um, I mean it's just something that you can't make this show and not talk about. Right. It's right. part yeah. of wrestling and especially that era of wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, so. and, and they and they had, they had they even included you know the people who were playing the racial stereotypes voiced their discomfort with right. it you know in a thing in, in a way that was period appropriate. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I asked some questions about that too. It was, it was yeah, it is. I did like I love the fact when I see a cast and it's multicultural, yeah. but it's not forced. Mm-hmm. That it was just it was it was really good. If you haven't seen it, you have to like check it out. At least give yeah. it a couple episodes. Yeah. Did, did anybody go and watch the Glow documentary who hadn't seen it after watching the series? I watched it again before. Well, okay. actually, I didn't watch the whole thing because I was like halfway through it on my uh, on my Netflix queue. Uh-huh. But uh, no, I just went back and revisited it, and uh, um, just because, like, who was the uh, the guy at uh, Bash? Was yeah. that supposed to be David McLean? I'm assuming, right? I think, I think so. so. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or a comparable character. Man, you could tell just those guys, they were doing tons of drugs. <laughs> oh, my God, right? But was that more the, so you can correct me if I'm wrong, the, the drugs, is that more like late 60s, 70s, or was it just all throughout the 80s as well? What, wrestling? Like the, dr- like the amount of drugs that they were, like, what they portrayed. That was in- an 80s thing. Okay. Yeah, that's an 80s thing. Like but in the 80s, like Coke and all that stuff and excess and, you know, um, a robot full of drugs. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely so 80s, it's not even funny. Okay. Yeah. Meth so. and coke. Coke, and uh, yeah, whatever. Poppers. A to the Z. And, yeah. 
That's how Upper Iron Sheik used to say, eight to the Z, Bubba. <laughs> in, in, in Mexico, the eight to the Z, they call it Tocho Marocho. <laughs> yeah, that means like you're on everything. Eight, like, yeah, I've had that. Oh, no. I've had that term used in describing me at times, unfortunately. <laughs> Long time ago. Out of the dark. You're out of yeah. the darkness. Out of the darkness, people. Yeah. So. Hey, um, uh, I didn't. I didn't see all of SmackDown, but I did see uh, the the Money in the Bank. So, what do you guys think of that? I enjoyed it. Yeah. I didn't. I'm surprised that um, Carmella won again. Like I thought it was gonna be somebody. Well, I, really? I was, I was. I was. I was kind of like, okay, I can see it. Like if I understood it, but then I was kind of hoping that somebody else would have won. But I. I don't. I don't hate it like I did last week. I think that if makes someone sense. else would have won, it would have caused way more of an uproar. Sure. Of like, oh, well, why didn't they just do this in the first place? Uh, why did they do yeah. that? But I thought this match was so much better than the paper yeah. match. Was it? Yeah. Oh, I loved it. All, all the cool ladder situations. They could have done a little bit more with the ladders itself for me, but I, I really enjoyed and it. And I love that... Uh, I love that they teased that, you know, the people were going to get screwed over again. Oh, yeah, with Ellsworth. Yeah, with Ellsworth, mm-hmm. yeah. And um, it's funny because the finish that they did in this in this one was the finish that Austin thought they were going to do at the pay-per-view. <laughs> That's because I... That maybe they should have done it. Yeah, pay-per-view. yeah. I mean, to the T, to the him nutting himself on the ropes. Like, oh, wow. That was, like, what Austin said. Like, um, he had... On, on on Austin's show, he had Wade Keller on, and they were going over it. Right. And they were mentioning, uh, and, and Austin said, that's what I thought the finish was going to be. Yeah. And so. He took that crotch like a champ. He did, man, because <laughs> oh, that's man. not easy. I'm sure. Because it's it's really hard. I've tried that before, and I never got it. Because you don't know, like, it's not something you're going to practice ahead of time. <laughs> you know? And if you go a little bit too far, you're taking one hell of a spill. You know what I mean? You're not you're not gonna land on your balls on the ropes. You're gonna be, you know, to the floor. Yeah. Who knows? But uh, yeah, just they, you know, double down a little bit. Get you know, they they're high on on Carmella and she's done a good job and um, good for her. Definitely. I do have a question. So like, if you say you do that balls to the rope type thing and you have that almost you know that shooting pain like you're you're still functional like you haven't hurt anything but that pain like oh my god i just want to sit down what do you mentally like what goes through what do you your mean? you mean the pain like like the stomach ache from getting hit in the balls how do you know about all that it's still the same when you get an ovary knocked <laughs> No, that's why I'm asking. Oh, okay. Like, I, I don't know. I'm just saying. No, you know? because no, I'm like because I've been in situations where like you know if I was running track, my hamstrings are on fire, but you still keep on going. Like what? What's the? Is there like a thing like fall all right, off just, the pedals when you're riding your bike and hit them? Oh, I fell off my bike many times. <laughs> but yes. But adrenaline keep you going or? Yeah. I usually like for me, it, I would whenever I did like where I would ball myself like on, on the ropes or on the guardrail. Yeah. It never hurt. Yeah, because I don't have really big balls. <laughs> take it on saying tailbone. Yeah, they just just kind of take it on my gooch. Write that yeah. down, Jimbo. Press away. No, I didn't. <laughs> take it on my. Yeah, I never had anybody complain about the size of the other stuff. Just, <laughs> and nobody ever said, "Oh, your balls aren't big enough." Never heard that one before. Anyway, sorry. I really, <laughs> I really liked on SmackDown was seeing uh, the locals get their part on TV as security to drag El- Ellsworth out. 
uh, Devin Sparks, who's a local guy who wrestles for Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, and yeah. Douglas James were both there. So like those are two friends of mine and people at AfterBuzz know. So nice. I was like, oh, that, oh, that's great. Yeah. Nice. Cool for them. That was great. It's always awesome when you see your friends on TV. What else happened? What it, else it was happened? a small moment, but we had the Canellises out. Yeah. And yeah. they were about to get it, go into their whole spiel, and then Sami Zayn interrupts them and just starts doing his whole entrance. And it looks like they're setting up a Sami Zayn... Uh, Mike Kanellis uh, uh, feud of I'm some sort, it. but he yeah. has such a legitimate like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. Were you guys still? <laughs> <laughs> you guys and he just keeps doing? on going I've too. I've got a match. So, yeah. Keep doing what you're doing. I love you guys, but I gotta go. I gotta go. I'm so sorry. Really I kind of like what they're doing with the, with no, those two. I love two. it. Uh, I think they're it's great. great. Their music is amazing. And we, you know, like it's, it, I don't know if it should be, but like it's still like when you hear somebody like took the last name of their wife. Like a, a like no, it's good easy heat. It's yeah. good easy heat because there's enough people that would be like, it's yeah. like, it's like Simon Anoki married uh, Antonio Anoki's daughter and he took on their last name. Nice. Yeah. Mm, I mean, it didn't last I get why he did it. That's yeah. what yeah. that's what yeah. Aiden English should do. Huh. Oh. Pia Guerrero. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> why not? Aiden Guerrero. If the name's more powerful, then yeah. why not? <laughs> Right. Well, I can think of a few reasons, but <laughs> I love it. You never know; it might start a trend somewhere down the line. I mean, it's too far fetched, but you, you could know. do like a hyphenated, like a lot of folks do. But yeah, yeah. Huh. it seems like that's always been Mike's thing, though. Is like, no, I have her. Like, look, I have her. I remember I shot a video backstage, and like, it was like Matt Hardy's, like, oh, I've got the world title, and Mike's like, hold on, and he yeah. like just pulled Maria in the <laughs> shot. He's like, I got her. So. Nice. I like it. I think it's great. Their music is amazing. Their it's whole entrance music. is going to be. I like their music awesome. even more than I like uh, Glorious Domination. So yeah. back back to the the women's money in the bank match. I was talking to various people. Like I my I, what I suspected was a hundred percent true. Uh, every single person, pretty much in the company, did not want <laughs> to to ruin the finish of the first women's money in the bank match. That was all hundred percent Vince. And I get why he did it. He's like because everyone thinks that way is the exact reason why we should do that. And I totally get that mentality. I think it sh we should have not used that mentality this time. Mm -hmm. But I get it. And I'm usually all for that. And it did work. I mean, it did work as far as, uh, you know, I think um, apparently just the talking about the money, the women's money in the bank match the week before did good numbers mm -hmm. that segment did well yeah. so it kind of reinforces like Vince's you know decision you know but still even like I talked well I'm not going to mention who I talked to but do you think you Steph. would remember it <laughs> do you think you would remember it more now because of that like snafu and then her wearing it, winning it technically the second time like you know how you kind of like yeah, I think it's more memorable, but I still think it like okay, we still can't take away from the fact that the the very first women's money in the bank match was sullied. Yeah, that's how I look at it. And then you had to have two matches to have the first women's money in the bank. Right. Winner. Yeah. And then you had to it had to be spread out over three weeks. And yeah. yeah. What did you think of a Naomi and Lana's match? Then another one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was short, short, short. It was short. very short. Uh, bell, I'm not going to comment. Bell rang. Naomi ran into Lana's finisher, kicked out. Lana was stunned. Hit the split legged moonsault, and that was it. It was good. Yeah. I mean, for you know, short, short and sweet. Yeah. I, I don't. Yeah, I didn't know why they did it again. Because 
all the other women were doing the other thing. Right. So these women have to do this thing. Yeah. yeah. And then right. they announced the battle royal for next week, July fourth, as well. That's the like United States Championship. Yeah. Kevin Owens, U.S. Even just a normal battle royal. Yeah, it's probably going to be AJ. Probably going to be AJ, but don't ever rule out Rusev coming back. And also, John Cena comes back. Mm-hmm. I hate regular battle royals. <laughs> what a big pig. F. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People get hurt. You know, everyone's. Young, younger guys trying to get their shit in, trying to do high spots when you got 20 guys in the damn ring. And it's just like, no, come on, you know? Anyways, <laughs> I hate them, man. I hate Did anyone watch Rose. Talking Smack and see Kevin to. Owens is like, why does everything have battle in it? Battleground, battle this, battle that. And then Dan O'Brien's like, it's better than Great Balls of Fire. Yeah, it is. Oh, Brutal. So, I guarantee I know whose idea that was. Uh, on, on a, I know that the Royal Rumble is meticulously booked. Yeah. Like, plotted out every every instant. On just a battle royal, do they sort? Do you do you know what order people are supposed to be eliminated in, That's or not till it. the end? That's about it. Oh, so you so even from the beginning, you know who goes out. Not first. not always like who like in specific order, but usually like people have an idea. Hey, when you see so and so get dumped, that means you're next. Okay, you know, find somebody to throw you out, and then like people get all like funny about. Oh, I don't want this guy throwing me out, or well, you know, I don't want to go out like that. Just throw me out. No one gives a shit about how you went out. Just get out. The one thing that people, the one thing that fans get upset about, and it's a pet peeve of mine too, but I'm not. I don't get up in arms about it. Is when two people are helping someone try and eliminate someone, or someone's about to eliminate someone, and then another person comes over and kicks that person before yeah. they can eliminate them. Like, why would you do that? Yeah, it's about a roll. You're supposed over. to be trying to win. Yeah. yeah. Kurt Henning used to get in there and like bring a padlock into the ring with him and like lock somebody's singlet to the ring ropes and <laughs> oh yeah you know grab a guy in the front face lock and everybody come over and smack him really hard on the back or I mean it was always just a big mess in there. I don't, that, that's then you wonder why people used to get hurt, right? That sounds more, like, more like an Owen thing, the padlock to me. Nah, no, the Kurt pad, padlocks were a Kurt Henning gimmick. Yeah, <laughs> wow. he would put like on anything. On your on your luggage, right. just so you'd have a little, you know, something to carry in your luggage. He would take and put a padlock on your hood ornament, so when you're driving down the road, you hear that tea kettle effect, you know, the whole time. On the rental cars and everything. Oh, yeah. On the windshield wiper. It's just some, yeah, great stuff. Great stuff. That's amazing. Yeah. What a good dude. One time we took it. One time we... Got into somebody's car and actually removed the front seat. Yeah. Oh, no. What? Yeah. Whose who's car? I'm not going to tell you. Ah. <laughs> it's like Andre the Giants. He's like, so I can yeah, just no, drive from the that's back. That's what I need. <laughs> I need this. Yeah, no. It was, you know, the rent a car. I mean, cars used to have bench seats a lot more than yeah, they do yeah. now. Oh, so you took out the bench seat? The bench seat, yeah. Oh, the front. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. What did you do with the seat? Just toss it in the dumpster? Out, no, outside. <laughs> yeah. Toss that. Imagine explaining that. I know, that. right? Well, well, that, well back then, you guys would all here. take out insurance on the rental car, right? So you oh, just, we took out full coverage. Yeah. So you, you never know like, what happened. Here it is. It's yeah. on fire. Like when Jackass, when they were in the yeah, car. Just like... I remember one time I had this Jeep Grand Cherokee I had rented, and uh, I was out back when I was still drinking a lot a long time ago um, 
just decided it was a good idea to go mudding in it and thought it was this big old, you know, puddle and there was a bunch of people doing it and I ended up just flooding this thing, right? I mean, stuck in the middle of this thing and, you know, water's up to the... So I had to push it out, you know, and then I called the rental car. I said, yeah, I ran into a puddle and this thing stalled on me. Come bring me a new one. They brought me a new one. They towed that one away. How much... How many millions of dollars in rental cars do you think wrestlers are responsible for? Damage? I don't know, man. And you know, this is another thing that used to be done. I and I, I I've done it a few times. Luger's the one that I got it from. It's like you're in a big hurry. You're gonna miss your flight, so you don't have time to turn the car in. You just pull up and you just get out and you leave the car. Just leave it there. Yeah. Just leave it right there. Because they'll call <laughs> someone from the rental car yeah. place. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Were you ever like scared in that moment to like leave it there and just like no yeah full coverage yeah <laughs> I would have been so paranoid when you're look making a lot of money at the time and well actually sometimes not making that much money but you're on the road so much that your mental health just keep, keeping yourself from cracking mentally sure. was like the most important thing and so you know leaving a rental car here and there somewhere is just not that big a deal in the grand scheme of things. I just picture the Lex Express pulling up yes. and just getting out and just like chucking the keys like, gotta make my flight! Yeah. <laughs> go. No, not even Respect chucking it. keys, just no, leave no, the leave damn thing keys. running. <laughs> just leave it running. I, that's a lot of crazy things used to happen. You should you should do an X-Pac 12360 one, someday that's just an entire show of telling ribs and stories. Oh my gosh. Okay, we can do that. Yeah. Next yeah. week, I think um... we can do it anytime. You guys, you guys got a guest next week. You can't do it next week. If, yeah. yeah, we'll work. We'll leave it. We'll leave that. We'll leave that right so. there. All right. Uh, I think it's about time to wrap things up. Yeah. Yeah. Before you do that, get high and watch wrestling. Get high and watch wrestling uh, yes. has been postponed. Yes, we at have the Largo. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's all I know for right now. I don't know if it's got an official date yet. I, but I, just I know. It's pretty sure we postponed. do, but I'm not the like. I'm, I'm we'll tweet about it. Yes. Sorry. We'll I, tweet it out there and let you I'm drawing a blank on it. Things are a little sketchy right now. I'm having a oh. hard time recollecting certain things. A little things. cloudy in there. Yeah. It's okay. So, um, so definitely find us. So you can find us on Twitter, The Real XPOC, uh, IG, XPOC12360, Facebook, XPOC12360 Show, and also After Buzz TV. Uh, for iTunes, five stars. And definitely leave your comments on YouTube and all that good stuff. We really, really appreciate it. Sean also cool. has a signing July 8th at the Wrestling Guys store. Check that out. Jack Swagger will be signing the same day as well. Uh, tickets are available um, on the WrestlingGuysStore.com, or you can follow them on Twitter at WrestlingGuyHP. Uh, cool. Cool. Damn it. There was something else I was going to say. Now I can't remember what it was. Uh, all right. Well, I guess that's it for New this Japan week, New Japan right? shows this weekend? Yeah, New there. Japan shows. See you guys there. You going, TK? Uh, I'll see. Okay. <laughs> She's All busy. Right. Oh, God. This is going to be a crazy <laughs> wrestling week. It's New Japan, Bar Wrestling, PWG. It's all one week. Bar Wrestling. Man. Have you been to Bar Wrestling yet? Not yet. Yeah, Joey, yes. Anyway, never mind. That should be awesome. Yeah. A lot of New Japan stars will be there, so get your Ooh. tickets. Yeah. Nice. Where can people buy tickets? Uh, Barwrestling.com bar or follow Joey Ryan on Twitter. Cool. I'll tweet it about it. Follow me on Twitter at Jimbo. Cool. Well, hey, everyone. <laughs> Was there you going to say something? She's going to say her Twitter handle. Oh, oh God. Do oh, it. Yeah, yeah, no, seriously. You guys can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. 
Denise Salcedo. Yeah. Bill. Not Salcedo. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at, and everywhere on social media at Sunday Motel. Check out all of our writing at uprocks.com and with spandex.com and follow TK for sure. Uh, thank you. Uh, you can follow me on everything at TK Trandad. I am in the midst of my birthday season. I have a charity event coming up uh, for the Boys and Girls Club, so follow me on Twitter. I'll give you all the details. What does that mean, birthday season? Birthday Is that like <laughs> taking the birthday week and like. It's actually birth season and six weeks long. Girl thing. It's a girl. I thing. thought the yeah. birthday week shit was bad no. enough. Yeah. It's a TK thing. I just added a charity into this. It's gonna be really good. Okay. Boys and girls. All right. All proceeds. Right. <laughs> cool. All, all proceeds go to making sure that every boys and girls club has a cake for TK. Hey. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Add hey, that I'm to the big, memo. I'm a big boys and girls club fan. Yeah. United yeah. Way is excellent. Actually, I went to the boys club when I was a kid. Just fun. like Vince. Yeah. Do they just have boys club? They don't have boys and girls club? They had boys and girls. The girls okay. club was right next door. Oh. It was great. I loved it. There's <laughs> <laughs> some stories there. Okay, well, right. make a note of that. I had a crush on my uh, female counselor. counselor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's enough. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. We'll see you all next week right here on Xbox One Two Three Sixty. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Sean Waltman, producers Jimbo Frank and TK Trinidad, managing producer of AfterBuzz TV Wrestling Mark Donica, and the entire X-Pac 12360 staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in. Like us on Facebook, rate and comment on iTunes and YouTube, follow X-Pac on Twitter at TheRealXPac, and email us at xpac12360show at gmail.com. This has been a presentation of the AfterBuzz TV Network. Buzz you later!